you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The Around the NFL podcast can play glycerine on the guitar. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with some different heroes, Colleen Wolf, Christopher Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys and girls? Hey, Dan. Hey. What's happening? Ah, welcome back, Connie Fox. It's great to be here. You know, this is why Connie Fox is so great. Uh, first of all, always does a great job on the show. But we, we hit her up on text 12 hours before the show. She's like, I'm in. What, what are yeah, you doing? I'm basically on call. I mean, we're paying you under the table to be here. But... Right. So welcome back. Thanks. Sessler doesn't like getting edged out here. This trend of like, you know. All right, Sessler, just take a day off. Go to Canton. We basically just sent him away to Canton just to he just did. mix it up a little. He actually did say like he's a little uncomfortable that every time he leaves, a charismatic female steps into his spot. Because <laughs> eventually a suit's going to be like, well, that hmm, that makes sense a little. That bit. works. Yeah. Hmm. Well, so get Seth, back soon, Mark. Yeah, he's at the Hall of Fame. He's going he to tell us uh, on Monday how that's been going. He's going to go to practice in Cleveland for the Browns. So that'll be good. Nobody can replace Mark. No. No. Mark is Mark is a, a touchstone part of the show. I will also say that um, that Mark is going to be he's in Canton snapping photos right now, so he's doing the entire experience. He will be at the Indian burial ground. So yeah, on Monday we're going to get him on the phone and see what's going on in Berea and beyond. Um, Wes, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last last show we had a superstar, Tony Romo, on on, uh, on our airways. I will say we did get some some heat about Romo. About why know, some people are like uh, he's a little stiff and you know don't have oh. don't have athletes on the show. We got some good feedback too. It's like listen, when a big time star comes on, we're going to talk to Tony Romo on the phone. You'll notice we have less people on as guests because they we we try to avoid that. But we're going to have Tony on and see what happens. I agree with the people who said that. Well, I I already heard way more positive than negative about Romo's spot on, on Romo coming. People were just excited. I mean, first of all, to know that he's that big of a fan of the show. That he oh, called man. Dan and I up separately. <laughs> wow. Said, get me on anytime you can fit in. Which we're like, all right, let's wait till wait. This was three months ago. He said, let's wait till August when something opens up. He shot me a DM like at 3 a.m. yesterday, and he was like, hey, you sure that went okay? I was like, yeah. 
Robert Tone. He lit up when he was talking about arts and crafts, Tony Romo. He asked me how the, like Wil- that. Asked me how the Wilco concert was. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> Wilco concert was great, by the way. We'll get into that a little later. We have uh, a great show for you. And, you know, again, I don't throw around great. Sometimes I say good. This is a great show. Cause You're feeling good about it? Yeah, we got we got the whole crew together. Connie Fox, uh, TD behind the glass, Sully, Brandon. Great show. We're going to uh, get into There's a lot of news to get to, including some big news out of San Francisco uh, that we'll touch on. We'll also get into, listen, there's a lot of hacks out there, a lot of jabronis, I call them, in this, this sports media journos that are covering. Oh, these are the storylines in the NFL. No, 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 no. Forget that. We're going to do some under-the-radar storylines <laughs> that will be – just as much, just as important, if not more important, than the ones all the hacks are talking about. Wow. <laughs> Gonna blow your mind. Just these, besmirched the whole field of these people. stories. Uh, who cares? People never anything. thought the way we're thinking about these under the radar. <laughs> exactly. It's crazy. It's revolutionary. Changing the game one podcast at a time. Uh, we're also going to uh, uh, welcome back our old friend Connor Orr a little later in the show. Oh, uh, I think you know what that means. Uh, I'll leave it at that. And also, we'll we'll touch base with Chris Wessling, who. Uh, after hours and days and perhaps years of work, has unveiled his latest long form on on the uh, Houston Oilers of the late 70s and early 80s. We'll talk a little bit about that. But before any of uh, that, we will check in with TD behind the glass back from the award show. Have we have we been in with uh, TD since his trip? No, guys. How how you guys doing? Were you, when were you telling, uh, planning to tell us that we didn't win well, the award? Well, I was going to tell you guys if we had good news. Okay. That's fair. And I did tweet it out. Oh, I did awkward. tweet congrats to the Grantland team of Jalen and Jacoby that beat us out. Well, Who are they? Uh, guys with the podcast. Hey, do, would you mind, though, because my favorite part of your trip was when you posted on Facebook the photo of you on the panel. Yeah. Looking very intellectual. <laughs> do you mind if we put that up on our Around the uh, League uh, handle, Around the NFL handle? Sure. The photo. There yeah. you go. So, so it's also let, me and uh, Sarah Koenig of Cereal. Koenig was yeah. there. He doesn't oh. practice that smart face in the mirror for hours for nothing. <laughs> he wants that Any sparks between you and the Koenig? No, she's uh, she's a little bit hung up on a non. If you <laughs> listen to Cereal, you'd know. Whoa. little inside no. Cereal joke. <laughs> I like it. Cereal. Good job by TD. I've got a bone to pick with you, TD. What's up? I oh. watched. Uh, I woke up early today and I watched Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yep. I gave it four and a half episodes and I was mm. about to find out if I had an unbreakable iPad. Oh, oh cool. You can see the jokes in that show coming from that three blocks away. I wasn't a fan either. That doesn't speak well, Wes. Guys, or, or Colleen. That is a great show. That is a great no, show. I you can wanted see the to jokes like coming from so far away. It's it's pretty lame. It's well done, though. It's not, it's not, it's not well done. surprise me. Oh, I, it's, it's fu- She's so charismatic. I, the girl is cute. I girl seen is it. cute, but I, I'll come it. on. I'll watch it and settle it. I'm going to side with Tina Fey's comedic mind on this one, personally. I think it's a great show. But we're all entitled to our opinions. It was like train wreck, sort of same thing. I, Underwhelming. Okay, I'm with you on that. Yeah, train it was, was really good. predictable. Yeah, comedy, yeah. predictable comedy isn't good comedy. Mm. Hey, uh, are you okay, TD? West, I am. Wes just went at you pretty <laughs> hard there hey, with the flamethrower. Dude, I'm all over Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I, I, Wes is my dude, but we're gonna have to agree to all disagree right. on that one. Okay, let's do some news. What the hell's going on out here? That's what you call a statement drop by TD, who's been getting a lot of brushback on Twitter about where are the drops, where are the drops. I think he's got a big comeback in store today. Oh, yeah, the show. jobs we can use, baby. All I right. like this kind of party. Wow. <laughs> Fire. All I know is you mess with me, you, you got, got problems. problems. That's, That's all, all I know. know. Yeah, enough, J.J. Watt. <laughs> TD's confident. Don't tell me I said that. 
All right, let's start. Let's start with the big news out of San Francisco. Alden Smith, the troubled uh, pass rusher for the Niners, um, was arrested on uh, late Thursday night for a hit and run DUI and vandalism, where the charges. Uh, this is the same Alden Smith, of course, that has been arrested for DUI three times since 2012. And the 49ers, who already obviously were on guard about where Smith was as a person right now and his health and all that, uh, acted quickly. On Friday, they announced that they were releasing Alden Smith, who now, in addition to his legal charges, now no longer has a team, which is a pretty stunning fall, of, fall from grace for a guy in his first couple of years who was regarded as you know one of the top young pass rushers in football and was on a historic-type pace. So Alden Smith no longer with the 49ers. Uh, Jim Tom Sula... Uh, who I'm liking more every day, I got to say. I love him. Jim Tomsula spoke passionately about Alden Smith, and we have the clip right here for you. It's a sad day. This is a day that doesn't have anything to do about football. Uh, Although he won't be playing football for the San Francisco 49ers, he will be supported and helped. And he will not have to walk this path alone. If one person out there reads this and you're struggling, get help. Go get it. You're worth it. You're worth it. There's value in every human being. Get the help. You don't have to walk alone. Powerful stuff, Chris Wessel. Very powerful. That was Jim Tomsoa can be. I mean, obviously, much better than his introductory press conference, but he can be a charismatic guy. You can see why players love him. But if if he has that sort of emotion, I heard someone react to it like, like, oh, what he what he's really thinking is uh, we're we're in trouble without Smith. And, I, and I'm thinking, no, this is That's I'm a, I'm, a, not I'm a cynical guy, but like Jim Tomsoa, I believe, feels this with all his heart, and they are concerned about Alden Smith. With that said, the ownership and I'm sure Tomsoa was part of it made a very quick decision that he was no longer going to be on the team anymore. Well, the guy's been arrested five times since 2012, and Tom Sola made it pretty clear that as an organization, they believe that he needs to devote 100% of his attention and time to his off-field issues. I guess it was a little surprising to me just because they have shown a lot of patience with him. And listen, Greg, you tweeted about it. Star players have a whole different level of rope than end-of-the-roster guys, and they stayed true to him, and they – but this time, even without – and this seems like a DUI case that we don't really know all the details yet, but it's not your standard pulled over on the highway and, you know, you blow the breathalyzer uh, past one uh, o or whatever. This seems like something else was cooking. But whatever the case was, they decided to act immediately without letting the jurisdiction play out. It's really sad because he's so talented, and when he's on the field, it's great. But he has all of these issues, and it's like a tornado of bad news for the 49ers this entire offseason. And Jim Tom Sula, you could see how passionate – he was when he was talking about it. He definitely cares about him, but it seems like he doesn't have a choice. What's next, guys, for the 49ers? Because after Alden Smith is removed from the team, this is a team that's lost so many players. I mean, you can go straight down the list. What an offseason it's been. What's next? But they've got – Greg and I were talking about this earlier. The the only two defensive starters left from that Super Bowl team from a few years ago are Navarro Bowman and Ahmad Brooks. They drafted – Aaron Lynch last year who had a good rookie year, but he's not. Alden Alden Smith, only four players have had 40 sacks in the first three seasons. Reggie White, Derek Thomas, Alden Smith, and Dwight Freeney. That's the company he keeps. 
Um, nobody else in that roster can even come close to that kind of production. Well, it's interesting. I was thinking if they're going to lose someone at a position, this is a fairly deep position as, as it goes. A lot of teams have worse starters out there than Ahmad Brooks, and you have Lynch, and you have you know Aaron Lynch, and you have uh, some good players at that position. It's amazing that Brooks is even still on the roster. He's had his own arrest problems. I mean, it's insane if you look at what the 49ers have gone through this offseason. We have written three different oh, my God, the the 49ers are in trouble type of posts. Here, here's the rundown. Mikey Upati, Frank Gore, Chris Culver, Michael Crabtree, and Paris Cox, Paris Cox all leave in free agency. Harbaugh leaves, you know. Borland, 24, retires. Anthony Davis, 25, retires. Patrick Willis, 30 years old, retires. Justin Smith retires. That one not as shocking. But that's, a, that's an amazing, incredible amount of guys to lose, and how do you bounce back from that? And when Alden Smith is right, do you think that he's – their most talented defensive player. Oh, with that. Yeah, out. absolutely. So that's a huge loss for them. I think he would, you know, after two years, you would have thought he's in the top five defensive players in the entire NFL, that there's no doubt about that. And for him to not be on a team right now is mind-blowing. Well, it, it raised the question, will he be on a team? Now, I know the 49ers believe that he needs to devote all his time um, to addressing this, and that seems like the healthy thing to do. The first public words Alden Smith made about this comment was that it was not a DUI, a little defiant, and it's up to him whether he wants to continue his career because I, as, as much as I, this is going to get him in trouble maybe with another suspension, I do think teams are going to be interested. He's a free agent, and it's very rare that someone this talented is out there. Greg Hardy got a job. Alden Smith's going to get a job. Junior Gillette got a job. He's got to get a job at some point. Now, I don't know if it's going to be in the next week or they'll wait for the league to well, come down. We're probably not going to see him this year. You would, He's going to get a big suspension. It's hard to speculate, but you, you would imagine after another misstep here, if it plays out in the legal process, that it's going to be hard to imagine him playing football in 2015. Well, he was suspended for nine games, it turned out to be, and then this would be another infraction of uh, the substance abuse policy, almost no matter what happens. So you're right. It might be a year suspension, and teams might wait uh, to hear from the league before they do anything about it. Keep an eye on Jerry Jones. I don't. I could definitely see that. I don't see that. After you've already taken on Greg Hardy, and I, I don't see that. It's all setting up for Eric Mangini to win that Coordinator of the Year award. I, you know, narr- narratives. The ceiling's uh, every, so low. Everyone's gone. Everyone's expecting a bad team. You know, they have some talent. Dockett, Glenn Dorsey, Eric Armstead, Reed, you know, Bethay. It's not the worst-looking defense in the world. Just saying it. It's just so different-looking, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Moving on. So Brandon Marshall and Jay Cutler, once upon a time, were teammates uh, with the Bears. It didn't work out. Marshall traded to the Jets and he was on first take the ESPN Bloviator program program (laughs) where he uh, had this to say about Jay Cutler and their relationship or I guess how his relationship with the Bears started to falter. Here's the quote. I feel like I was the only one in the organization that had the huevos. Uh, (laughs) Colleen, that's eggs. Yeah. I speak Spanish. Yeah. Baxter. Uh, to hold <laughs> hold him accountable, referring to Jay Cutler, he also had this to say, I think when you strap it on and you say, I'm going to play for the Bears or I'm going to play with the Jets, you give it your all. You've got to play for more than the money. You've got to play for more than yourself. So, Greg, pretty uh, kind of pointed words that maybe the, a work ethic issue with Jay Cutler, it goes beyond just his struggles on the field. We've heard about these whispers about Jay Cutler for years that he doesn't put in the work. Uh, and really Marshall is the first one to kind of put his name on him and just put it out there. And a lot of, you know, coaches, they always love Jay Cutler coming in, and then they're always going out about a year or two later. Another time we heard criticism of Jay Cutler was from an announcer. It was weird because John Gruden never criticizes anyone on Monday Night Football, and late Mm. last year 
you he just picked Jay Cutler apart the whole and it, and the the point was this guy isn't prepared to play. He couldn't pick up blitzes. He didn't know the coverages to call at the line of scrimmage. And for John Gruden to point that kind of stuff out, it seems like the same things Brandon Marshall's saying. Well, it seems like it's coming from somewhere, and you don't like the source out, but Mark Tressman and John Gruden are buddies. And, you know, <laughs> Tressman's throwing color under the bus. Yeah, and we saw them have good chemistry at first in Denver and in Chicago. I mean, uh, Brandon Marshall had back-to-back 100-catch seasons in Denver and then Chicago again, and then last year it just all fell apart. So these two clearly have some bad blood that was brewing, and we saw it all last season. By the way, this this link this is getting linked to right now for a different Jay Cutler story right now, yeah. and they changed the headline to, I had the guts to call out Cutler. Just put it. I had, you got the, hate. I had the eggs. To call out Jay Cutler. <laughs> I love, though, that there was another quote about Cutler this week. Uh, Adam Gase says, his intelligence is way better than what I thought. Which is <laughs> oh, like the no. most – Backhanded compliment. And it reminded us of a, of a post that Chris Wessling wrote just two years ago. Quote, Jay Cutler is borderline brilliant, Bears quarterback coach says. So. And, Mar- and uh, Brandon Marshall also said what everybody was thinking last year. He said, you look at that offense on paper, it, you had Alshon Jeffrey, Martellus Bennett, Matt Forte, that offensive line, and it did not translate at all. Everybody was thinking that. What the heck was going on? Where, where Colleen, does bad blood rank in the Taylor Swift power rankings for singles? You know, I don't even want to like Taylor Swift, but I watched that mm. video, and I, you know, I kind of kept playing it again and again. But where is it? It's up there. Top it's top five for sure. What's number one? Um, it might be that. I kind of like Whoa. it. Right. I know. Um, Dan, are you cool with uh, the Brandon Marshall post next year when he's talking trash about Geno Smith? <laughs> yeah, from the CFL. <laughs> uh, all right, moving on. The Detroit Lions and DeAndre Levy, uh, their stud linebacker, have worked out a new extension, uh, a four-year, $33.7 million deal. Uh, this went down on Wednesday. The team announced it. The deal is worth uh, $20 million in guarantees. And, you know, one of the league's top weak side linebackers, Chris Wessling, but maybe not a guy that gets the pub, but the Lions had the foresight or the smarts to lock up this guy. Linebackers in 4-3 defenses do not get publicity. They don't get Pro Bowls. Levante David, Thomas Davis, DeAndre Levy, probably the three best 4-3 linebackers in the NFL over the past three years. None of them has been to the Pro Bowl. DeAndre Levy, I thought last year, was one of the six or seven best defensive players in the NFL. The Lions had the best defense in the league statistically, I believe, for most of the season. And Levy and Sue basically drove that defense. He was he sideline to sideline, in on every play, led the NFL in solo tackles last year. He's a playmaker. Something's wrong with the Pro Bowl format when those guys have never been to a Pro Bowl and Andy Dalton's been twice. There's uh, Jermaine Gresham went went once. I think like 15 tight ends. That's bad, dog. That's that's bad. One of my Twitter followers had an interesting idea. Why not have one team a three four defense and the other team a four three defense in the Pro Bowl? I like that. That is a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Levy. When you look at their roster, he's probably their best defensive player. He had back to back solid seasons. 119 tackles in 2013. He had 151 last season. He's he should he deserves what he got, and he said that Sue was not the defense. Very quick tackler, very instinctive, which is usually the word that people use for smart. That he basically can see the plays before they're happening and go get it. When Wes was doing his top ten defensive players in the entire league last year, he put him in the top five. I had he and, he and Sue tied for number five. Because okay, they, they drove that defense, but it, it was really telling that the video that they put on the top of. I think you wrote the story on his contract, right? 
the video they put on top of that can't was, remember anything past <laughs> it was his top 100 video and it, they have a really cool scene with tom brady talking to josh mcdaniels and brady's just saying Le- levy and sue are all over the field they're everywhere we can't get anything complete because they they cover the whole thing so they take care of business uh do the lions and we move on now let's talk a little bit about the injuries injuries piling up a little bit this week so we decided to do kind of like a roundup. We'll start actually, though, with Kevin White, the uh, rookie wide receiver for the Bears, uh, top 10 pick. They're expecting a lot from him. But his recovery from this mysterious shin injury is not uh, going to plan so far. Uh, Ian Rappaport reported on Inside Training Camp on NFL Network on Thursday that he hasn't done any running on hard ground. He's doing all his work in the Whirlpool. And from Ian's understanding, he, uh, Ian, whose hair probably isn't natural, I'll throw out there. Whoa. Uh, well, you keep saying that, but what do you mean? Because it looks to me a lot of product in it, very hard. I think he dyes his hair. Okay. He so he's not categorically, and categorically I would not, denied that. It wasn't until he was calling me out for having gray hair that I feel like I have to launch this assault. But, you know, keep it real. So you're calling him a liar. So I, did, I was just clarifying because you could have been, been talking hair plugs, you know, some sort of formula. No, I, think, I think his hair. They have the spray can to cover up bald spots. That's one of the things out there. I mean, all that's probably in play in the future for him. But for now, it's just the, just for men. Would you ever dye your hair? Uh, I thought about it, yeah. But then I realized I would be too self-conscious uh, to walk around in public. It would be amazing if you did it. Especially, yeah, because now it's it's too late already. You gotta you gotta hit that off like right away. Um, anyway, so we're talking about Kevin White. Uh, so there's a there's a good chance he'll remain on the pup list uh, when the season starts, so he can miss the first six regular season games. This is not good news for the Bears. I hate this because when you think about a rookie receiver and the chemistry that you have to build between a receiver and a quarterback, just in training camp alone, that trust. The quarterback needs that trust to throw the ball to him, and they're not going to build any of that, and they might not even build it until, like, at what point in the regular season? We, on a smaller scale, I was talking about when Devin Smith for the Jets hurt himself. He's he's not going to be able to get any chemistry. He's not going to get any NFL reps, and you worry about what that will do to his season. Uh, here's some other injuries. We'll start on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Deshaun Jackson uh, fell. Originally, it was reported that he, he ran into a, a blocking sled, sled. But I think he fell near the sled and, and hurt his shoulder. He'll be out a couple of weeks. Fred Jackson has a hamstring. Uh, Todd Gurley. Uh, Jeff Fisher told um, Andrew Siciliano today on NFL Network that he's probably not going to play in the preseason. Uh, but that won't mean necessarily that he won't play uh, in the regular season to start. Does anybody have any words on that situation, Wes? I thought the most interesting part of that was Jeff Fisher adding that whether Gurley is 100% or not, there will be a heavy rotation because they believe Trey Mason, the word he used is special, which backs up what Greg's been saying. I've been saying that for weeks. About this most exciting backfield in the NFL. It, it, this is one of the weirdest points you've ever tried to pick with me, Wes, that somehow Trey Mason and Todd Gurley are not a very exciting duo. How is it that you always ignore the fact that Gurley's coming off an ACL injury? Well, I, eventually he'll be healthy. People get excited about rookies. You are ready to put Kevin White in Canton. He can't even you know run on hard ground. <laughs> it's the Rams. Football's too. not played in the pool, Wes. you got to get on the grass. I've played football in the pool before. That's what is the what is the old line? You can't make the club in the tub. Can't make exactly. The club in the tub. Yeah, you're a fool in the pool. Uh, <laughs> what? I've never heard that one. I just made that. Just up. keep going. You're a schlub in the tub. Michael Floyd too. Michael Floyd, by the way, gross injury. 
Three dislocated fingers. Did we ever get the uh, what happened with that? How did that happen? He get stepped on? I'm not sure. But he had a teddy bear with him. Uh, yeah. I think he actually. I don't know how it happened, but he landed on the football. I don't see how that made skin go through his. Three finger. dislocated fingers and the and the skin. His bones went through this <laughs> the the fingers, but they think he might miss week one, but won't be out too long. I feel like I would be, my career would be over. I just <laughs> cut the fingers off because that's too. Get rid of them. Yeah, with. you don't need them. Uh, Darren McFadden still nursing that hamstring strain. He'll be back. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, uh, Mark's boy, Markevious Mingo, he got his knee scoped. He's out a few weeks. Uh, they hope he'll be back in a month, but that's just a hopeful timetable, according to Rap Sheet. Uh, Robert Mathis might not back, be back till October with that Achilles injury. D. Milner, my boy, the former number one pick of the Jets, had r- wrist surgery on Friday or will be having surgery after getting hurt in practice. He continues to be snake bit. And our boy, Kiko Alonso, the chunky mm. soup. Uh, pitch man suffered a concussion, so that's something to keep an eye on. I, I would keep an eye on the McFadden and Fred Jackson injuries. Fred Jackson we talked about as a guy that might not make the Bills team necessarily. He was he was expected to. You missed three weeks and your hamstring's not ready for week one. They could think about cutting him. And Darren McFadden, I, I've been thinking they're going to sign another veteran there this whole time, and if he doesn't get back and look good, I think that's almost for sure going to happen. Also, the Floyd injury, good news for John Brown, too. Mm. Smokey Brown. Making the leap. All right. Hey, just for fun, Wes, John Brown, you ready? Mm-hmm. 70 receptions over under. I think he nailed it. 70. 1,200 yards over under. Under. Eight touchdowns. Under. He had five last year. By the year. way, talk about not answering the question, 70, as if he's going to exactly get 70. Yeah, that's what, what, I what think. would the odds be? Hey, let's talk about this when he One gets in exactly 100. 70. There's a sandwich on I'm just saying 73 or 68 Look, or whatever. Dan. Pick Dan is a little bit of a, a seer here. Just watch. Uh, Just remember this. Seven. I, I like John Brown. I'm going over for that uh, one. On this wow. 80. 81, 1,200. Whoa. <laughs> Pick him up in your fantasy. <laughs> That's fantasy. Oh, leap. fantasy spectacular week uh, for Around the NFL podcast is coming up starting next week, I believe. No, the week of August 16th. We're going to dedicate parts of all three shows to some fantasy talks. I got these football heads in here, and I got to do something with them. And Mark. And, and Mark. Mark's here. To, he'll be here to keep us company. Uh, but, you know, with Wes and Greg here, these guys built Roto World brick by brick. So <laughs> just get ready uh, for all that stuff. Uh, apologies to Evan Silva, who's like throwing his, uh, his podcast player against the wall. Hey, before uh, we move on, Michael Floyd, uh, gross injury. Uh, a tweet I had a couple days ago, grossest sports industry, uh, injuries, five to one. Number five, dislocated elbow. Number four, collapsed slash punctured lung. Number three, ruptured Achilles. Gross. Number two, quote, muscle torn from bone. Oh, Ooh, yeah, yeah, that one. That is uh, the Arian Foster special. And the number one grossest sports injury, injury is... <laughs> compound fracture. <laughs> 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 That's the longest drum roll drop ever. I mean, Dan listen. completely interrupted our production meeting and our free show setup just to get that in there. Give me, <laughs> give me what I want. You know, this guy, man. <laughs> I want what I want. Evil. No, that's that's huge for compound fracture, though, just because things have been going great for to get that kind of recognition. It's huge. It's been a long time coming. Long overlooked. As <laughs> the greatest of all gross sports industry injuries. So, yes, that's that. Um, all right. So that's what's happening in the news. Uh, the, uh, one little last bit of news, TD. I'll throw it to you because you're very knowledgeable and you have a lot of like quality hot takes on this. Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson 
hinted on the Dan Patrick show uh, this week that Ciara, his uh, pop star girlfriend, uh, could soon be engaged. Uh, and I guess Patrick had a follow-up. What's going to come first, Super Bowl ring or engagement ring? Wilson responded, hopefully both. Real? I, hate I mean, this story, come on, right? really, Russ, Russell Wilson? Russ, I mean, I'm not even going to. How about this? Talk directly to Russell. Wilson. Exactly. I'm going to speak directly to his friends. Are you off of him yet? Uh, he's my guy. He's, he's my hard to root, but I'm going to speak to his friends. Read an, an article Russell... about his friends in Sports Illustrated. You'll think differently. <laughs> give give TD the floor. If you're Russell's boys right now, this is where you earn your keep. You need to pull your boy Russell to the side and be like, dude. You need to slow it down. You know, you need to slow it down. No, Ciara's hot. I know she's play amazing. it cool. Exactly. You already have the girl. You don't. Need, you don't need to act like a fan right now, Russell. Mm. You can't be. Even if you do want to get married to this girl, you don't put that out there on the news. Right. What happens to surprising with the uh, proposal and all that stuff, Russell? Holla at me. We can talk about this, man, because you need some help. I like the relationship advice. From Excellent TD. analysis by TD. So you're That's saying right. you shouldn't Very talk about on. your relationship to Dan Patrick. Exactly. <laughs> okay. It's not only that. It's okay. that, Got it. It's that uh, maybe Ciara and Russell Wilson are on the same page on this, but what if Ciara is just like, I know. I'm having fun with this football player, <laughs> and he's going on and telling like people in the media that he's hoping to have an engagement ring on, on her finger in like six, six months. That's it's my weird. biggest fear. Total as, deal breaker. As a Seahawks yeah, right? fan now, that's my biggest fear. That oh, that you're happens. a Seahawks fan now yeah. that they've been to the Super Bowl. It's sad. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, he said he is. I, Colleen, yeah. Colleen, you're a married woman now, but imagine at the early stage of your courtship, with Gonzo, courtship. If if he would have been saying that, it, like, well, we a, were we only dated for five months and then we were engaged. Really, he did a whirlwind up. romance. But did yeah. he ever go on CSN Philly and just start talking about <laughs> it? Never. Let's let's save this for the Cupid Strikes Hard podcast <laughs> with Colleen. We'll save that for February. Cupid Strikes Great. Hard. Yeah. sounds like a good one. Anyway, but my point being, forget Gonzo for a second. I mean, more just the idea of someone. <laughs> Telling the public about his intentions about your relationship to get married just kind of no weird. way it's, yeah uh uh-uh. uh it's fine as long as it's a complete PR scheme that will be over and oh it is too <laughs> that's what and that's even grosser that's, that's that's that would be the only thing more disappointing all right let's move on uh, all right under the radar storylines I told you about all those chumps in the media that all they do like blah 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 here's important things Peyton Manning's arm strength forget all that we're going deeper we're digging. That's the type of stuff we do around here. Under the radar storylines from camp, stuff that not everybody's talking about. And I've set it up so much, it's only fitting that Connie Fox starts it off. What is your under the radar storyline? So, Tim Tebow, it seems like, all right, yeah, sure, he might not be under the radar. But the under the radar thing about Tim Tebow, (laughs) Brandon Graham is in love with Tim Tebow, right? So, not only did he say that he's going to make the team, he's going to get a ring on his finger by February. He's going to score nine touchdowns. He said, Jeremy Macklin led the team last year with 10 touchdowns, Mm. LaShawn McCoy had five. There's no way. He's going to score nine touchdowns. It's a very specific number, too. It is. Exactly. It's so, almost like he has uh, buzzes. It's all almost like you with half. John Brown. Yeah. That's right. 70, 70 sure. catches. Yeah. So uh, it takes a lot of huevos to say that, I think. Eggs. If, right. If yeah. Tim Tebow scores nine touchdowns this year, all of our lives will be less enjoyable. I thought you were going to say you'll eat my softball pants. No, I would <laughs> all the all the mainstream uh, media pundits are uh, Tom Tebow. Who's that? Tom Tebow. That's what we're about. <laughs> what? Um, yeah. So, Colleen, good. Yeah, that was good. I, I have an actual good one, but we won't go into that now. We got Wes up. I've got. We're coming back to you. Te- Tebow's making the team. She's right. I didn't think he was going to make the team. He's going to make the team. Remember Doug Martin? 
Used to be a good running back for the Buccaneers. Worst years nickname ago. in the world. Muscle Hamster. Yeah. Did you know he's starting for the Bucks again? He's going to be their lead back. Lovey Smith said this week. Under the radar. I feel like every year we look for a guy in the preseason. Two years ago it was Ryan Matthews. Last year it was Mark Ingram. Mm-hmm. Guys who have been written off as no good anymore, but they're former number one draft picks. And you can see when they play in the preseason that these guys have recaptured whatever form they lost. Ingram had it last year, Matthews the year before. I think Doug Martin could be that guy. I really think C.J. Spiller's the guy, but I'm I'm confident in that. Doug Martin's the guy I want to see. if C.J. Spiller is that the storyline that all the jabroni schmoes know. You're talking Doug. Yeah, yeah I'm talking under their radar. Well, it's Doug never Martin. been explained why Doug Martin turned into a bad running back. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, he had the shoulder injury in 2013, but last year. This is interesting, though. Shoulder injuries on running backs, you don't think about it because it's not their legs. But if you watch any running back who's had a shoulder injury, they stop hitting the hole aggressively. Ryan Matthews, perfect example, broke both clavicles that year before. Mark Ingram last year was blowing through defenses, then had a shoulder injury, and you could tell his his explosive playmaking ability wasn't there. They just don't blow through holes as hard. And maybe the blocking will be better, too, with two new guys on the offensive line, Donovan Smith, Allie Marbet. I would not hold my breath for that one. Allie Marbet, I don't know about Hobart, but That's, uh, we'll see. That's Connor's boy. Allie Murphy. I've got a candidate to be the uh, kind of Ryan Matthews or Mark Ingram who emerges in preseason. How about Ryan Matthews? I like it. People saying Ryan Matthews looking better than DeMarco Murray in Philadelphia. Everybody was no all over him yesterday. I'm just saying I feel like it's I mean, Ryan Matthews. If you put them next to each other, Louis Riddick, who's really good on ESPN, he says if you watch them in practice, Ryan Matthews is better running. You know who else has been saying that all offseason on this podcast? Uh, Me. Hey. Colleen. Oh. No. Uh, Don't be surprised if Ryan Matthews outrushes DeMarco Murray. I've been saying that since they signed both. I like that. Um, I will throw one out there. And we're talking up the Broncos. As as long as Peyton Manning is healthy, they're going to be in the mix. They got this running back uh, running game now. It's solid. You got all the receiving targets. But people aren't talking about under the radar is this Broncos offensive line, Mm. which is in tatters right now. And you have a 70-year-old quarterback, <laughs> and you got a running game that you're leaning, going to lean on hard. You want to turn El, uh, Manning into, like, the uh, new Elway from the late 90s. But you have uh, Luis Vasquez is back. He's the right guard. But you could have four starters, new starters on their line. Orlando Franklin left in free agency. Ryan Clady uh, hurt his knees out for the year. So as much as we, we get excited, as long as Peyton's okay, the Broncos are okay, if they have a bad line – First of all, Peyton's going to get hurt if that happens, and the running game won't take off. Hey, we, how about, let's give some kudos to TD. They've got some training camp offensive line footage. At one point – That goes to Sully, actually. Okay, good job, Sully. <laughs> good job, guys. I would say, though, that the offensive linemen, that group has to have consistent, consistency, maybe more than any other group. They need to play together and know each other well for it to work. And with all of these new pieces and the inexperience, that's concerning. Well, and they're still figuring out who it's going to be. So on Thursday – for the first time, they had uh, Trimbio, Trimbuo, whatever it is, at left tackle. Hi, Sambrio. Sambrio at left tackle. Then you have Max Garcia at left guard, Matt Paradise at center. All three of those guys what? have never those... taken a, a snap in the NFL. Those last two guys, you made them up. No, one, Matt guy, Paradise? Was, one guy was on the practice squad last year, another That's rookie. N- none of Sounds them like a character a from Jack Kerouac. There's a chance that from left tackle to center, they'll have three guys with, that have never played a snap. It's pretty That's wild. A, That's a concern. You don't hear national guys talking about that. Is there any other quarterback that could deal with it better, though, maybe? Watch 15. You're afraid of him getting hurt, but. It's a fair point because of his his pre-stab judgment. Right. But 
He's got a new offense, too. He's never it's run a, a Gary Kubiak offense before. Watch 10 different NFL shows or podcasts, listen to him. Hear a lot of chumps talking, talking, talking. <laughs> You'll never hear them talk, talk, talk about talk, paradise. Talk. You'll never hear them talk about the, the Broncos. Max Garcia. This is Max getting distasteful on our part, by the way. Uh, I liked him in Rushmore. You know who was talked about a lot at this point last year was the free agent who got paid the most money all last offseason. One of our old friends on the around the NFL podcast, Jairus Bird of the New Orleans ja Saints. Jairus Bayard. Jairus Good to hear you, our old mm. friend. Anyway, you know, it's been a long time. We haven't heard that, partly because, you know, people aren't ready for the drop sometimes. Oh. But other, oh. <laughs> otherwise, it's because no one's Ooh. heard. Where is Jairus Bird? That was a subtweet on podcast. <laughs> No, no one's seen Jarris Bird in a long time. He actually was. Wait, who? He was back. <laughs> who? Who are we talking ja about? Oh. Byard. <laughs> that guy. Jairus Byard. <laughs> Very tough name uh, to pronounce. Tough for him to get on the field. He had that back surgery last year. He had the knee surgery. Then he shows up to camp this year, and Sean Payton won't, won't say what's wrong with him, but he just hasn't practiced at all. No one's seen him, and they won't even say what it is. Mm. And he said last year that missing OTAs and missing some of training camp actually affected his chemistry a lot with the secondary. Well, that was one of the under – under the radar Jairus Bird stories is when he was on the field last year, he was a disaster. I mean, he's so is Kenny Vaccaro, right? He was, he's been one of, I mean, it's early, but it's been a, a terrible, terrible signing. We didn't even mention that when we talked about the bad Saint signings, not working out too well. Let's throw out a couple more before we move on. Uh, Clay Matthews stuck at inside linebacker. Didn't, didn't we kind of expect that would have been just a, a short term thing. Well, isn't he playing inside on early downs and then moving outside on passing downs? Possibly. We'll see. But they, Seems like that could work well for They're them. really not expecting they, – they think they're really bad at inside linebacker and he's not moving, basically. They are right. It um, seemed like a move out of desperation, but it's just sticking now. He can't be too thrilled about it. How about Hakeem Nix, Titans wide receiver? I feel like I'm on an island on this one. Nobody really wanted to sign him, and every time I read Roto World, they're killing him for being a bad player. <laughs> I wrote an article late last year because when I watched – the Colts film, he was making plays on a weekly basis for a five- or six-week stretch that he hadn't made since that Super Bowl run. I think he can play, and I think he should be. He could be the Titans right there with Kendall Wright as their two best receivers. He said the Colts offense wasn't really his style and that this system <laughs> now is a little bit better for I, him. I wrote – and it w- Yes, I, you seemed perplexed. I uh, don't understand. I, I wrote the around the NFL post on it. It's like he will be the first and only guy to ever say the offense that had Andrew Luck in <laughs> it wasn't the good fit for me. He wasn't blaming it on Luck, obviously, but still, if you're a wide receiver worth the, worth your salt, is that the expression? This passing attack, whatever. You gotta succeed in that offense, right? What he meant to say was, I'm out playing Reggie Wayne by leaps and bounds mm. every week, and they're still playing this jabroni 80 snaps a game. Uh, I think you know what? Reggie gonna... Wayne, that's a little disrespectful of us. I Reggie think Nick's is going to start. I think I feel like I gave a great tribute to Reggie Wayne last year. It, That's I think true. that gives me some leeway. It was emotional. Okay. You know what? You're right. Wes got choked up talking Reggie Wayne. One last uh, veteran that that's impressed, kind of like Nick's out of nowhere. Stevie Johnson looks like he's going to start in San Diego. Philip Rivers loves him. People are and he if we're talking up Stevie Johnson, come back. That's a mutual affection there. Stevie Johnson said the other day, "I wish I had Philip Rivers for my entire career." Mm. Mm. All right. So that is listen. That was way under the radar. You know those like action movies, like we can't see the Jets. Where are they? Oh, they're under the radar. That was us. <laughs> We're that Jet. That's good. What movie was that? It's like some Harrison Ford also ran film of 1988 or something. Mm. The president. I missed that one. Plane. It's like when oh, you know, we can't see them on radar. Not there. I was there. thinking we're more like oh, yeah, they are. We're more like a souped-up car in a 1978 
southern TV show <laughs> sneaking by a cop waiting on the side of the road. We're losing the audience, guys. Let's move oh, it sorry. On. <laughs> All right, now we move on. Uh, listen, this is it's time to talk about Chris Wessling's latest think piece, long form. He wrote it about the Houston Oilers teams of the late uh, 70s, early 80s. Uh, Love you, Blue Oilers. Wes, this was an opportunity for you to dig in on a, a, a really uh, fun team of that era, but also you got into a little bit of the fan experience and what it's like to be a fan. Well, this this team is it, basically the relationship between the fans and this team. From what I've – I did a lot of research. It never happened before or since in the history of professional sports mm. that a team lost in back-to-back years in the AFC Championship game and were welcomed back home from losses by – Crowds that were estimated anywhere from 50,000 to 300,000 people. They just turned out, and this team... 300? 300,000 people is what Dan Pastorini Whoa. estimated from the airport. Cars along the highway, guys who were locked locked out of the gates of the stadium because it was already over capacity, and they were waiting in the streets behind barricades. So it was basically what Robert Brazil, who um, John McClain is trying to get into the Hall of Fame this year... Uh, he was Lawrence Taylor before Lawrence Taylor, the first great 3-4 outside linebacker. He said, you know, you've heard of a welcome wagon. This was a welcome city. The entire city turned out to welcome them home. And it's it's a it's a really cool team because Bum Phillips, to me, is the most fascinating coach in NFL history. Wow. He created a, a really good family atmosphere. He thought about football differently. He didn't think of it as a life-and-death thing. And it was one of the best defensive minds of the era. So they, they were a winning team because of him. But – Treated his players like men. I think he is a fascinating dude. Probably one of the funniest guys in it. I like the line in your piece. I'm not sure you said it. You could let me know. But he kind of played up the country bumpkin angle, but he was really a smart guy. One person said he was dumb like a fox. Yeah, Pastorini said that. Yeah. And and one of the – I read it too, Wes. How about that? I know. Well, I knew you read it. I had full confidence that you read this one. the, one of the coolest things about it was talking to the guys. They were just really cool guys to talk Earl to. Earl Campbell you talked to? Earl Campbell was cool. Pastorini is a really good storyteller. Mike Renfro couldn't have been nicer. Robert Brazil was great. And this article wouldn't have been nearly as good without John McClain of the Houston Chronicle, who put me in touch with all those guys, really. I love the bumisms you have in here, too. I sent, oh, that was good. I sent Ali Bump. Ali Bampuri, about 35 of those. maybe Our editor downstairs. Maybe 50 or 60 of them, really. And he chose five of them. Yeah. Yeah. He, this Bum is great. has the best one-liners in NFL history. I told I didn't know much about this team at all. And I'm a, you know, I've read a lot of football books and really into it. So I learned a lot. I've to, I told Wes, we, we've been reading great history, football, for a long time. Both of us love reading that stuff. Now Wes is writing it. Mm-hmm. You know, now Wes is on the other side. He's writing mm-hmm. it. People go out there and read the article. I told it's fun. I can't wait to read this. I told Wes he's got to write a book eventually, and I want some of the profits. Maybe I just idea. Why would you get it? Maybe I can. What? Hype man. I convinced Shadowy League figures to to let me tie all these long form pieces into one book. Ooh, I like that. That, That's no extra work then technically. Well, no. What he should do? I've already. Hey, my mom didn't raise no dummy. (laughs) He does, you know, the six or seven long forms, and then he includes including two new ones. Ooh, bang! Profit. You know what you are now? What? My agent. There we go. Ten percent, baby. (laughs) Uh, You could read this. Uh, you could read all this vanity URL. That's when you know you did you did very well. Uh, NFL.com slash Wes, you done did it again with your latest think piece. <laughs> NFL.com slash Love You Blue. L U V Y A, the color blue. Ooh. NFL.com slash L U V Y A B L U E. That's correct. Yes. Read it. And you know, Wes, great work. Thank you, Dan. 
I mean, the guy can write, all right? I mean, the guy, the guy can write, all right? <laughs> so, Greg, maybe next time you just say, listen, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt, Wes. You can write, kid. This is one of those – Sports radio. Greg hired me. This is yeah. I brought him from Roto World. I hired him twice. All right. What is happening, Colleen? Next time you doubt Wes, Listen. why don't you read one of his long forms? It's like one of those sports radio. I do. You can write. I read his long forms. I don't know who I'm mad at. <laughs> it's all those somebody's not giving Wes enough credit. It's all those chumps in the national media. Yeah, yeah that's who it is. Your that's bros. it. <laughs> one of those radio hosts. Yeah, I, I tell you what. I don't care about what people say. Tom Brady's a great quarterback. <laughs> I don't care what they're saying out there. He can do it. Thanks for taking a stand. <laughs> All right. So that's that. Hey, we got to bring him back because it's been too long. He is our uh, around the NFL New Jersey correspondent. He lives in a house that has a mortgage. Uh, he's only 26 years old or so, but he is a man wise behind his ears. He is Connor Orr. What's up, buddy? What's going on, everybody? Hey, Connor. So that's Connor. And if you know Connor's on there, you know it's time to do our, our uh, semi-weekly segment where Connor gets something off his chest because life is hard, man. And Connor, is, he's running around. He's making those mortgage payments. He's got a fiancé to deal with. Uh, he's covering Jets and Giants camps. Busy guy. So he's got to get it off his chest. And that's why we have a segment called, Are You Kidding Me? <laughs> All right, Connor, this is your chance. Let it fly, baby. Dan Hansis, I want to know, uh, after finding out this week, like really finding out for the first time what went down between uh, Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan, <laughs> why don't we have awesome sports controversies anymore? Uh, yeah. It's ridiculous. That's a great mm. point. <laughs> We need more buzz. Was this brought on by Drake and Meek Mill? It was it was brought on by me reading the Tom Brady uh, mm-hmm. settlement. It was like four hundred pages of like pithy emails and like, you know, it's ridiculous. Pithy emails straight to my spam folder. <laughs> I mean like let's let's get real again. I mean like, this girl's boyfriend like clubbed this lady and I mean it was you know not, I'm not going to say incredible, but it was relatively nothing too bad happened. She got to skate in the Olympics anyway. Like, let's get back to that. That's awesome. <laughs> so, all right, yeah, let's unpack this a little bit. What we're hearing from Connor is we need more goons taking people out by the legs. You need more. I think what Connor's saying is you need more cartoonish uh, violence and basically just kind of soap opera type storylines in the sports world. We're missing those right now. I think it's like, you know, now everything uh, creates the opportunity for someone to write like an 8,000 word think piece. And Mm. like, there's like, if something like that happened, it's just like, oh man, that's so ridiculous. Like there's no think piece. It's just, this is hilarious and ridiculous. Long form, more like long bore. (laughs) (laughs) What else you got, Connor? You got anything else? Um, (laughs) yes. I mean, you know, we, we we can go all day, you know. Uh, I also wanted to complain about the lack of, uh, of of Nick Lachey, but I can do that next week, too. Wow. Uh, the, the lack of? No, let's just keep that one. The 98 the Degrees crooner? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, he's the most well-adjusted uh, sports figure slash boy band personality from the 90s, and we just let him disappear. It's, he's it's a sports awful. figure? Uh, do we have, like, a flamenco guitar solo for the Nick Lachey hot take? <laughs> yeah. We let him disappear. I, 
I know what Connor's getting at there. He's a local hero in Cincinnati. When I was back there a few weeks ago, he had just opened up a restaurant. It's very nice. We walked wow. outside. Is it called 98 Degrees? Uh, I think so. I think it might be called Lachey's. <laughs> so your, your, your final hot take, and I feel like I take responsibility for letting the segment go further here. Your, your take there, Connor, is Nick Lachey put him back in the spotlight because he never deserved to leave. Yeah, what are we doing? Like, just what did Justin Timberlake bring to the conversation? Like, Nick Lachey is a hardcore USC fan. He knows a lot about Cincinnati basketball. I, I saw him at the Big East tournament once, just hanging out in like terrible seats. He's awesome. It, Great it guy. Seems like a genuinely good guy. And he yeah. he was the first man to uh, marry Jessica Simpson. This, I'll this, leave it at that. This does go back to Connor's really view on life in general. If you were nice to Connor in person, you were a good source. <laughs> He's cool with you. If you ever at all one up to him, you're done. Trusted sources for the win. You're done, son. All right, Connor. Well, I that, mean, are we gonna say it? Oh, yeah. That, pff, stupid me. Thank you, Wes. Uh, what, do you have anything else to say, Connor? I have to say, were you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Connor. Thank you, guys. Have a good weekend. <laughs> that was great. That was awesome. Classic. I, I mean, here's the thing. Like, <laughs> Classic or He ran the Nick Lachey thing by me last week. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I, and I and I thought like I knew exactly what Connor was saying, but and I didn't, but I didn't know if he would be able to summon the, like the rage, how it grinds his gears. I didn't really sense the rage there. Uh, but the first topic, I I know exactly what he's talking about. We need some proper controversies. Mm. Yeah, we need more of those. We need more people breaking people's legs before <laughs> Olympics. This is something that Damashek's been begging for for a while. He really hates that that the NFL is not more like uh, WWF wrestling. Well, the the controversies are, you know, rather tame, humorless. Yes. Deflategate, a uh, lot of legal stuff last year. I'll leave it at that. Bountygate wasn't exactly a ball Twitter of laughs. Beefs. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a little too self-serious. And even our, our friend, in a nutshell, Tony Romo, our friend yesterday, yeah, it was hard to get him to open up. He's very conservative. Everybody's People buttoned up. I blame Peyton Manning. For everything. I think you bring back the celebrations, and then it just trickles down from there. All right. So, Connor, doing God's work. Uh, before we go, uh, TD, I should – I want to cut you off at the pass here because we need to go over the, the results of the poll about your MVP segment. And uh, take this however you will, but um, over 6,000 votes were cast, and 78% of our listenership says no more TD MVP segment. <laughs> 4,782 votes against 1,366 saying it should stay. I want to get your uh, thoughts on that. Well, first of all, obviously it was rigged. Um, well, let me throw something. You, you might be right. It oh, was even for I, a few days. It was and even until I, crazy. I RT'd Dan's uh, <laughs> tweet. I think my fan base doesn't care for TD's MVP. <laughs> Here's the thing. I, and TD, you have a point because it was about 50-50 for the first I'd say 12 to 18 hours. And then when we sent out the second tweet, I don't know if you have some enemies out there, but also oh, I got a lot it of became enemies. A, a runaway. So uh, I think that, that decides it. Unless, unless you want to have one more uh, before we say goodbye to the segment. The I'll people say, have I'll spoken. S- I'll say this, Dan. Yes. What wise man was told me, if you don't have haters, you're doing it wrong. Mm. So you got to have haters. <laughs> Who secondly, told you that somebody who's really hated by a lot of people? Yeah, probably. Um, secondly, <laughs> that's why I gave it to Mark last time. I knew the yeah. segment was coming soon. That was that was good, by the way. But I would say this: I had to do it one last time, and the drops are back, as we noted, and that's because not because I was not 
paying attention to the shows because we have a whole lot more going on. Because starting next week, we're going to be on NFL Now, NFL.com, mm. video mm. shows. Wow. All that. And you can watch platform. some of it. Yeah, you can watch some of that stuff right now. And that is because the team behind the glass is putting in crazy work. And that is very true. Much better work than <laughs> <laughs> So you're giving yourself <laughs> well, the MVP? Well, I'm not giving myself. Dance. I'm giving the team behind the glass the, the, the MVP Sully. because that's <laughs> up. Hey. It made the show a lot better. And <laughs> Are we missing the real story here? Sully and Brandon behind the glass. Are, uh, you know, a lot of people are doing have, work, but those are the two guys that are right behind TD, and they do excellent jobs. No, that's yeah. not what I'm talking about. Three minutes ago, Wes said he had a fan base. That's the breaking news for the show. <laughs> so, are you right? Uh, that right fight over man. our heads. Wes, Wes has now written two long forms, <laughs> and the ego is just out of control. My fan base. My fan. I can't believe I said that. Wait, maybe we can you cut, can you cut that? LA is I know. To you. I can't believe I said my fan. Let's cut that and play it again at the end of the show so everybody can just soak in. <laughs> the exact moment that Wes was taken over by egomania. <laughs> it's so true. All right. I'm done. All right. That's it for Friday's edition of the Around the NFL podcast. Uh, Colleen. Wolf, Connie Fox, thank you mm-hmm. for all that. Both you of do. us had a great time. Yes. Uh, <laughs> make sure you subscribe on iTunes. Dan Hans is signing off for the Wolfman, the Mailman, the Boss, and everybody behind the glass. Till Monday. I R T Dan's. Uh, <laughs> Tweet, I think my fan base doesn't care for TD's MVP. <laughs> you go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.